Hey guys, and welcome back to We Know How to Read. My name is Natalie. And I'm Megan. And this week we are talking about something very near and dear to our hearts, something that we have <laughs> talked about in probably every episode because we can't not talk about it. In way too much detail in every oh, episode. Oh, and it takes us down way too many paths that have nothing so to many do with what we're talking holes. about. <laughs> if you haven't already guessed what this possibly could be, it is fan fiction. Just fan fiction. Just so fan fiction in general. You've heard us talk about fanfiction.net, AO3, and Wattpad, but this episode is all of it together, everything, <laughs> just fan fiction, period. Now, we'll probably go into a fan fiction series at some point, but this one mm. is, we're trying to just talk to you guys is like, is fan fiction real reading? Are the writers of fan fiction authors? And how is it important to the fandom, to the writing process, authors, all that kind of stuff? And is it real reading? That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm super excited. <laughs> and I have so many fun facts to share with you about fan fiction. I'm excited about these fun facts because, because I probably don't know them and <laughs> I need to know them. <laughs> so like, if you, me being me, I did research. <laughs> if you haven't noticed by now, she's the research one. I just show up and word vomit everywhere. <laughs> um, which I think just speaks to like, I know this is so like not related and like if you are a horoscope person you probably are not gonna be surprised that I'm a Capricorn and I'm a Taurus <laughs> which we're both earth signs right you're an earth sign Taurus yeah. is a, okay yeah. earth, uh-huh. you're supposedly the fun one I'm the mean one <laughs> I like that you went with Zodiac because I was just thinking this is just proof that you are a Ravenclaw and I am mm. a Hufflepuff because mm-hmm. it just it works it makes sense yeah no I feel like there's not enough on, uh, specifically like TikTok, there's not enough like Ravenclaw Hufflepuff pairings. I know. There people really always isn't. put them in like Hufflepuff Slytherin, Hufflepuff Gryffindor, but there's never the. Which I don't, I never do well with Gryffindor. I, I never do. My sisters are Gryffindor. She's the only Gryffindor that I like actually get along with. Yeah. I, I get <laughs> Every that. other Gryffindor, it does not work. I personally, like, yeah, I am a Ravenclaw, but I also mm. feel like I am Hermione, not yeah, to say yeah. that I'm her. <laughs> But, you know, I would jump off a cliff, <laughs> you know, like I would run through, yeah. like I would do all that so, kind of stuff. So that makes this even better that you would be, what was a Ravendor? A Ravendor. A, ra- a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Um, and I am, I'm a Sliv- Slitherpuff. Okay. So you've got Ravenclaw and Gryffindor for you. Hufflepuff is Slytherin for me. It works out. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And my husband's yeah. a Slytherin. So like we are just also cynical. <laughs> we're like cynical and judgy together. We're like, and we're very blunt, very blunt. There is no sugarcoating anything mm. in this household. Oh my gosh. No, All it's right. Like, so anyways, anyway. fan fiction. Um, how old do you think fan fiction is? like fan fiction as we know it today no just broadly broadly I mean my gut instinct says it started like around the 90s but I'm also one of those people who firmly believes that mythology is just fan fiction of itself 
Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so when doing my research, a lot of people consider a lot of the Greek and Roman retellings, myths, and legends that were written at the time mm. as fan fiction. fiction. Because so, it is. It, it absolutely is. is. It I is. remember I remember being in class, we were reading, I was a Euripides class. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, Euripides is a Greek playwright who mostly writes tragedies. Not all of them are sad though. Um, and there's one that he writes where he believes that Helen of Troy never actually went to Troy, that she was kept on an island safe and that a cloud figure, a clone essentially went to Troy. And we, we read that in this Greek class that I took. And, um, we, I just, we were talking about it. I was like, this is fan fiction of the Iliad it is it's just straight fan fiction it is alternate universe fan fiction it is it is it makes me so happy like all of it is just fan fiction that's considered fan fiction another top uh hot topic that kept popping up in all my research is that King Arthur is fan fiction yeah which honestly we need more King Arthur stuff like I have some oh I have a few Rex um yeah I have a few retellings like I just Wait, um, let me rephrase that. I want more <laughs> King Arthur. Maybe I just need to find more King Arthur time period. Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Women. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I have. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Okay, yes, well, so one, one, one is King the time period. Okay. And yeah, then one is a series where it's science fiction set in the future, but she she is King Arthur in the future. Like, Okay. Yeah. And then um, there's one that I keep seeing everywhere. Is it where Gwen is in the future and she has to be brought back to the past? No, I don't know that one. Okay. I'll tell you. You you finish. You Um, finish. And then there's one that I keep seeing on TikTok that I want to read called The Other Merlin, um, where it's a female. um, I think she's supposed to be his sister, Hmm? Merlin's sister, or something like that. And then. There's one I'm working on <laughs> where Merlin is a woman, but she goes by Emrys. Like, you know, I, yeah. And um, yeah, it's what I, I'm, it is, it is my whip. Yeah. <laughs> Work in progress. Work in progress. So yeah, so definitely. And it is set in time period. So. Okay. So yeah. the one that keeps popping up on my page is... Gwen reincarnation Gwen got transported I'm not quite sure um she got put into present day Merlin comes to find her and I also think she might be magical I don't know okay she might have something else to her than just like I'm a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and he <laughs> grabs her um she asks like one question about Arthur mm-hmm. or something and he was like just trust me and come with me. And apparently they've been searching for her for a while and because they're like older. Okay. Um, and Marlon brings in Gwen and King Arthur turns around and just like one looks at her for like a second and is like, it's not her. Oh. So it's like, I guess she has to like prove her true that identity. It is her. That Interesting. It is her. She's not having that one. time. I've seen like two TikToks on it and I pray that I favorited mm. them so I can find them again. See, I just, my obsession with 
King Arthur, of course, has come from the BBC Merlin. Oh, I thought you were going to say is, um, the animated series. No. Animated movie. No, no. I mean, that's great too. But no, BBC's Merlin. Oh, you would love it. It's so good. It's so campy, but oh, so good. Okay. So question for the follow-up. Did you ever watch Quest Camelot? Please, Megan, say yes. I don't know. The maybe animated... when I was little. Maybe when I was little, but I don't. I have think it on so. DVD. I showed it every <laughs> single year to my classes because it was the first representation of a disabled man. He was blind, and he was the no. love interest. And I, I don't it was think so I, cool. I don't think I've seen it. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. I'll have to watch it. Um, I'll have to watch it. But you also need to watch Merlin because oh my gosh, it's so good. They're I'm so like, literally looking at my right <laughs> Because I have I have it on DVD, and I used to bring it into school. Is it a Disney movie? No, no. So it wouldn't be on Disney Plus. No, it might be on Netflix. I can find it somewhere. Honestly, I I have the DVD so you can see the cover. There's Fern Gully. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. I just haven't seen it. And if I did see it, it was when I was very very little, and I don't remember it. No. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. That's not it. Yeah, we will definitely have to. Maybe after this, after I catch up on Miss Marvel, I can. This is really dating me because I have CDs <laughs> in a CD packet. I um, still have CDs in a CD in like two we have CD packets in my Call car. of Duty. Call so of Duty. There you something. go. There you um, go. Lord of the Rings. I don't know if it's in this. It might not be. Um, Google the cover. I know what it is. Yeah. I see it on TikTok a lot. It's one um, of my all-time favorite movies. Okay. Like Good animated. Yep. I will. Any- yeah. Anyway. Anyways, we went down that <laughs> rabbit hole. We're going to do a Fan little fiction. bit. Uh, seriously. Doing a little time jump here. Yes. Oh, if, as I rip my headphones off my head. Um, you know what the two most, now I'm going to say this, predating the 1950s, okay. popular pieces of work to write fan fiction of. Was one of them, was one of them Sherlock Holmes? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that. Can you guess um, the other one? The other one, was it Lord of the Rings? No. Before the 1950s, what other was published in the 50s? The Hobbit wasn't. Okay, well, the, the, <laughs> the Hobbit was published in 1937. Um, the only reason I know that is because of Bucky Barnes. But anyway, um, <laughs> from fan fiction, from fan fiction. No, no, from the actual TV okay. show. <laughs> There's a joke where he's like, "I read the because real quick." Sam Wilson and it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show and Sam Wilson is talking about wizards and Bucky Barnes goes what do you expect we're going to be fighting Gandalf and Sam was like how do you know about Gandalf he's like I read The Hobbit when it first came out in 1937 and it's like yeah you are a dork we get it Bucky we get it anyway um rewind so so definitely Sherlock Holmes Mm mm-hmm um we've talked about it on the show 
Is it Jane Austen stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's specifically Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Pride and Prejudice and Sherlock Holmes, even to this day, are some of the most fanfic. That makes sense. Of all time. That makes sense. Now, Jane Austen, because it's so old, also it is a classic story. Like mm-hmm. just like the characters, the dynamic and everything. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Sherlock Holmes, the reason why it's so fanfic friendly is because he didn't care. Yeah. He, <laughs> People were writing about it uh-huh. when he was alive and he's just like, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So he also hated Sherlock Holmes. That's why he killed him. Right. And the only reason that he brought Sherlock back was because the fans wore black yeah. literally mourned and like essentially bullied him into bringing him back which I think is fantastic and it's like one of the first <laughs> times that you see fans interacting with an author so mm-hmm. heavily mm-hmm. and impacting the actual canon of the story like there was a play yeah. based off of Sherlock Holmes that came out like a year or two after the last book and he's like oh, I don't care go yeah, for it do this yeah. do whatever he had, he had, I think there's a quote where and this kind of like hurts my heart a little bit for him as an author where he's like if I am only known for my character Sherlock Holmes I will consider my life a failure or something like that and I'm like mm. oh god um <laughs> well, this is awkward hate to break it to you sweetheart but you are known for that character. you are only known for that yeah yeah now when it comes to fan fiction it's been obviously it's been around for a long time Mm-hmm. Um, as we stated in most of the old English European stories or fan fiction, Shakespeare, his most popular mm-hmm. plays were all fan fiction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I teach he, I teach that to my students. Yes, they are yeah. mostly fan fiction. Yeah. But he doesn't even hide it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is so there was a there wasn't copyright copyright is a relatively new thing it's yeah like the 1920s the copywriting even became mm-hmm. a thing there was a version of copyright before that but it was when the printing press was first printed it mm-hmm. controlled how many prints who could print things and the idea of what an original story i'm putting that in air quotes was basically like if you had access to it and you could write it and print it it was an original story it didn't matter mm-hmm. if it was identical or very similar or a retelling it was still, it was still your original. work it was original work mm-hmm. so people were making original stories all the time which probably could have technically been fan fiction yeah. there's some nuance to this and there's like some details that i'm overlooking when i'm saying all these kinds of things <laughs> but it was one of the first ways they started controlling and the idea of what a story was changed it no longer was word of mouth a production mm-hmm document a single document that is shared there's only five books of it you could have 25 30 prints of the same story and it is an original story so that's like when some the the shift in storytelling changed Mm -hmm. and who owned a story Mm -hmm. changed okay so it was a it was a major away from the people story to one person's story so like that, mm-hmm. that idea that you could, anybody could retell a story in their own interpretation. It, once it was written down and printed, it was an original story to that one person and no one else. 
Interesting. It was called like the Marie somethings. I can't remember what they said. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the first forms of copyright. Um, but it definitely shifted depending. That was mostly in England, France, and everything. Mm-hmm. Some of the other Eastern countries had different clauses, but it was all around the same time of the printing press. Okay. That makes sense because it's a lot easier to essentially copy things. Yeah. When you can print it very easily and you're not just like handwriting it out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the copyright that we know to this day mm-hmm. started in the 1920s. Okay. By a major corporation. Do you know that corporation? We've talked about them in this episode. We have? Mm-hmm. In this episode? In this episode. Oh, Disney. Disney. It's Disney. The Mickey, it's the Mickey Claus. It's okay. the Mouse Claus. So basically, like, what corporations have we talked about? <laughs> exactly, not one. Yeah. <laughs> Disney. Um, Disney started producing his own stories, mm-hmm. putting it in air quotes again because they are technically retellings. They are, yep. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna. At the time, there was things happening. There was publications mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. but Disney wanted his work, the company's work, to not be fanficable for lack of a better word so of course he did so they reinvented the idea of what could be copyrighted and it was Mm -hmm. basically 70 years after the death of the writer and then 120 after something else it was like the two years that stood out 120 and 70 i knew the 71 because what was it uh great gatsby just recently exactly. a few years ago came into public domain exactly yeah so it was like something about the hunt i don't remember the 120 was i would have to go back and double check that mm-hmm. but yeah it basically like extended public domain away from it due to certain things within this mickey mm. clause that he created okay so that really that is what's defined mm-hmm. publication today mm-hmm. is that that is what impacted the fan fiction world right now what i love about all of this is fan fiction started off in like the late 1800s and early 1900s as magazines they would publish magazines and mail them to people and you would have a subscription list i love this so much (laughs) so they were called fanzines fanzine so like fan magazines a fanzine and we would have if we were alive at that time we, we would have subscribed have, to fanzine we would have and had bookshelves full of them there was different genres you could get all of sorts of genres oh my gosh um, the number ones were the number ones of mm-hmm. these fanzines which i found fascinating were obviously romance obviously and science fiction was oh. the other most popular fanzine that which, actually that makes sense it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like sci-fi is so low on the reading totem pole for like mainstream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, mm-hmm. basically it's sci-fi and then it's autobiographies. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then it's World War II history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. So it was sci-fi and fantasy, I mean romance that were in these okay. fanzines. Okay. Now- 
we speed up in time because uh-huh. I, I have some like really interesting facts about this. <laughs> we speed up in time. And do you want to know what started like the first largest platform for fan fiction? And it's not Lord of the Rings, which I was a little surprised. Um, what time period are we in? After Lord of the Rings. Before so after. it's so like 60s, 70s. So then yeah. it wouldn't have been Star Wars. Nope. Star Wars was just 70s. Um, this is why I am in the superior fandom. What? I'm in the oh, superior. Oh, Star Trek? Star Trek live along and prosper. All you people out there saying Star Wars is better. Star Wars is better. No. Trekkies unite. Hold on. I have to, for those of you watching the video, you have to understand I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. And I am a, I am a Star Trek fan I like, know you are yeah I yeah. almost named my dog Spock or Picard which are both yeah but Trek. instead but instead you with the Lord of the Rings yeah right? I said I went Lord with of the Rings Pippin. Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> well he's a little corgi that's I know but like it Picard, makes sense <laughs> Picard the corgi I don't know I really like that anyways <laughs> Star Trek was one of the first I think I read that somewhere fandoms. I think I've seen that before yeah and so here's why it gets more interesting so not only was Star Trek the re- the reason that fandoms really uh-huh. got it's like the fanzine scene went insane mm-hmm. there was so many fanzines about Star Trek but there was male fanzines and female fanzines and do you know which one was more popular? The female ones? The female ones. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because apparently it was like almost a th- like one to five ratio for every five women who wrote Star Trek fan fiction. It was one man. God. <laughs> like women were dominating these sci-fi yes fan okay so world. I actually I actually did know that um because I read something online where it was like Star Trek is the reason for our modern day fan fiction praise and then that women were more so without women yeah. which if you watched our classics <laughs> you already of, know you already know women it's not <laughs> men who the fuck gave them power <laughs> legitimately all of the uh-huh. good things in the uh-huh. world we would not have mm-hmm. <laughs> women are the key um yep but yep. and and people now it gets better i think it gets better <laughs> star trek i'm so excited you will if you are a fan fiction fan you would know this word but if you don't we're gonna explain it i got mm-hmm. we're gonna go through some definitions some of these are going to overlap yep. our book nim and tropes but since we are talking about fan fiction there are some things that we'll just yeah briefly oh, yeah. define star trek i'm so excited right now <laughs> star trek invented slash coined the slash which if you don't know what that means the slash <laughs> is it not it did between, oh my god between kirk and Kurt spock s slash k slash became a thing because of star trek mm-hmm. because women were yep. writing gay <laughs> fan fiction about of these spock two and, and kirk. kirk yep that, so, that tracks that i mean tracks. men were too but obviously like we said there was more women writing than men yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so basically a bunch of women were writing gay fan fiction (laughs) 
of Star Trek. Nothing has changed. Um, Right? Nothing has changed. This This is fantastic. So Slash means basically there's a relationship between two Mm -hmm. people. At the time, Slash was specifically, I think, for men. It still is. It's still very just men. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I've seen like other Slashes for like people Mm -hmm. who aren't old use it for just like anybody it's but when like, you like obviously you know when you're looking especially at AO3 uh, when you see in the tags if you see a character two characters and there's a slash between them it means they're in a relationship yes if there's an and between them they're just in the story together exactly just um friends. so it definitely is still the relationship thing but whenever someone says a slash fic you know what that means yes there's a they, they're meaning a specific type oh. of fic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And that started with Star Trek. <laughs> this is amazing, right? <laughs> now we're gonna get into Star Wars because mm-hmm. it is the next wave, the next generation right. was Star Wars, and there was it's apparently the first, the first Star Wars fan fiction was written and published in a magazine. Okay. Less than two days after the first movie came out. Less than two days. <laughs> now, <laughs> do you want to know how many Obi-Wan Kenobi fan fictions were published within? So many. So many. Like, so I mean, many. it was like the number one fan fiction was oh. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh my God. That's hysterical. Now, when was it? Phantom Menace? Phantom uh-huh. Menace apparently blew up fan fiction watching i could see that i could see that now i'm gonna be old and look at phantom menace for a second yes specifically phantom um obi-wan kenobi and i think it was uh qui-gon jinn yeah yeah there was a lot of that trash there's that trash yeah for them but yeah, apparently yeah, that makes sense. for Obi-Wan Kenobi, I mean, like, like I said, two days mm-hmm. for the first Obi-Wan Kenobi came out in 1999. But even before that, even in the prequels, it was days. They had mm-hmm. more fan fiction written about Star Wars in the first year it was released than any other franchise in the world. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, what was even crazier about this and this is so ballsy because I would like you and I are big fan fiction readers. We've right. written our own fan fiction. Mm-hmm. The the writers, the the people who are publishing these fanzines, not only for Star Wars but also for Star Trek, mm-hmm. were mailing them to the producers and writers. George Lucas was getting fan fiction of any of his characters. And that is ballsy. Right? <laughs> I'm like, dear God, I would never. Mm-mm. Apparently, apparently, George Lucas actually had to write a law clause about his company because a fanzine wrote like an NC-17 version of some, one of his movies, of his characters, and mailed it to him in a year in advance before they planned on publishing it to get his approval. He never read it. They published it. He found it and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This uh, sex <laughs> needs to be 
reined in a bit. My characters are uh, doing things they would not do in the story, which I mean, obviously that's fan fiction. Right, right. But he had to like put a stop on it because of the way things were happening with the sex and the, and he didn't want his characters in that lighting. (laughs) And I like respectfully get it. But at the same time, they gave you a year, bud, and you didn't yeah, check your mail. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you did not. They were like, we're going to, at least they <laughs> were like, hey, is this okay if I publish this? Right, right. Um, nowadays, it's just like, nah, we're just going to straight, here seriously, it is. Seriously. So as Star Wars was erupting and things were happening with that, we get into the internet. Yes. And the internet, so the, the number one way to get fan fiction on the internet before 1998 was to have your own website and if you had your own website you could write your blog essentially Mm -hmm. and then people would email subscribe and they would get updates when you posted that makes sense then in 1998 fanfiction.net was invented yes and in 2001 I'm pretty sure I read my first fanfiction so I was a little, I was a little late, a little late to the, the game on fan fiction. I was in eighth grade when I first started. 2002, I started reading fan yeah. fiction. Yeah, I was in, it was 2006, 2007 Specifically, for me. what was your first fanfic, like genre? Oh, it was, um, it was Naruto. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can't laugh. Mine was Lord of the Rings. I know. So yeah, it was it was um it was Naruto because in eighth grade I had a friend who introduced me to that uh, show, and then we became obsessed with it. And then I learned fan fiction, you know, and all that stuff. Um. So I found this very interesting and I was doing some digging on the number one, not fanfiction.net. Also doing all this research was very hard for my computer because it wanted to auto correct to (laughs) all of the fanfic websites that I naturally read on. So every time I'd be like, oh, I want to learn the history of fanfiction, Uh it would take me directly to fanfiction.net. And I'd be like, oh, (laughs) I just want to look, research it. Wait, so how old were you when you started reading fanfiction? 11. With that, so then that would have been 2000 because you're only a year older than me, so that would have been, I think, 2000. Unless I had my age wrong, it was in sixth grade, okay? So not that far, 2001, okay, 2002, yeah, something like that. It had to have been, it was like right because in 2001, I was maybe I'm getting my years wrong. I think you're getting your years wrong. (laughs) What year were you born? 1992. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2003. 2003. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So three years before I started. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I was 13. Because I was reading, I was reading Lord of the Rings and Yu Yu Hakusho were my Ah, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. My yep. two, and Roni Kenshin. I was reading a lot of Roni Kenshin. Um, fan fiction. Yeah. On fanfic.net. And mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, it would had only been out a few yeah. years at that yeah. point <laughs> fanfiction.net was the so first it was one the hub. for me too 
It was mm-hmm. the hub for everything. Yes. Now, it's never mentioned in most of these lists. And I want to bring it up because I was listening to a podcast about the history of fan fiction and she mentioned it. Live Journal. Do you ever know about that one? I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. It came out in 1989. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I've heard it. I don't think I've read on it either, but I've heard of Live Journal. Well, don't yeah. because it's Russian owned. So, like, boycott. That. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the next one after fanfic came out, and you and I know this one way too well, <laughs> Quizilla. Quizilla. In 2002, which oh, I didn't okay. realize it was that old. Uh-huh. It's, it's 20 years old this year. Well, so I think, because fanfiction.net was the main one, but I think for me, I read so much on Quizilla. Now, Megan, you're going to love this, and I'm going to send you this link. Um. <laughs> I have in front of me Quizilla. What? Yeah. So like the like the actual website Quizilla. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. And I am clicking on the currently the number one. There is a M reading, so I have to continue anyway because I am over the age of 18. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked on the most popular stories uh-huh. on Quizilla uh-huh. and I'm waiting for it to slowly <laughs> load because it's very slow um <laughs> you can do it little thing continue anyway I don't know if it's gonna let me because it's just it's moving very slow yeah um I'm going to go back to the main page. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they like, got rid of Quizilla. And uh-huh. everything was deleted. Oh, let me do, should I do highest rated uh, or recently added or ultimate list? Oh. Let's do highest rated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the tags. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh no, what is this? Oh no. Okay, so the highest rated one, I've never heard of it. Um Milky Way in Black and White Part 11 is the number one highest rated um What's the fandom? I don't know. It doesn't say because remember oh. it was all like um original stories. Yeah. Yeah. The number 2 is Peter Pan is the teenage hottie. <laughs> Oh, the brave little toaster. Next time you want to make a stand, chain yourself to a tree. Not the brave little toaster. My favorite one so far that I've seen besides that is the high school jackass is obsessed with me. Number four. (laughs) I would have read that. I absolutely would have. Our chemical romance, a Jared Way story, chapter 44. Chapter 44. Shit. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Dear Diary, he was a total dork. <laughs> He's the hottest guy in my school, and you're my childhood sweetheart. Part 18. Oh. Uh, one crazy girl and three devilish guys. What could happen? Chapter 60, the finale. <laughs> my life as a murderer. Oh, chapter as a murderer. Chapter 45, rebirth. 
Oh my gosh. So I didn't read the original stories on Priscilla. Oh, I, I only did. Read, I only read fan fiction. Oh, I read originals and fan fiction. I read both. Well, so, so Priscilla, for those of you who aren't familiar, let's ex- explain Priscilla real quick. Yes. Priscilla is, as the name suggests, it was a quiz site. So you took quizzes on it, but fan fiction authors found a way to write fan fiction um, in these quizzes. So it was, it was very interesting, at least the ones that I found. Like you always had to like, you finish a chapter and then you had to like answer a question to get to the next chapter. Yep. Yep. Um, and I know we've talked about this already. Um, I think in another episode probably, but the ones that I read the most, I mean, I read a lot of just basic fan fiction, but they also had the seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. It's a big trope where you would take a personality quiz and you would answer questions about yourself, like BuzzFeed. And then at the end, it would tell you which of the characters you would go into the oh, closet I love with that. for seven minutes in heaven. And then you would read the story of what happens in the closet. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was great. Okay. Where did it go? I wanted to, there was one that I saw that <laughs> I sent you the link. I see. There was one that I wanted to show you because I thought it was so funny when I opened the page. Hang on, I got to go back to it because like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Innocence killed Draco Malfoy slash you part 28. Too much drama. That's the very first one. That's the one I wanted you to look at. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, these are great. As nightmares go, the summer is the worst. Chapter 10, brotherly love, question mark. Oh, oh, this next one is very, very frustrating. Lust for a young girl's blood, part 14. It's just acting. Daughter of the mafia, a vampire's prisoner. See, and I think this is where my obsession with mafia and vampire and things came from because there was a lot of that on there. Number nine, through broken glass, what the hell are you doing in my bed, Draco Malfoy? Part one. Click on it, click on it, click on it. I'm what? Malfoy's own private tutor. Part 15. Snape's got a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nothing special, just a witch. Part 10, a late night visitor. Okay, I've clicked on the, uh, oh no, it's not been archived. Why? I clicked on it. Why would it let me go to it? Let's see. Oh my gosh. So as you can see, Quizilla is probably oh one gosh. of our favorite things. Oh, on the absolutely. I miss Quizilla so much. This quiz, this quiz is rated M mature because it contains content that is unsuitable for those under 18 years of age. So speaking of that, did you know oh my fiction gosh. way, way before um, when we first started reading it, they allowed anything and everything on there, like literally anything and everything. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Then there was a mass hiatus by the mm-hmm. company's end where they were like, nothing above like PG-13 is allowed. I did hear about that. Yeah. And they literally deleted people's accounts mm-hmm. and w- without telling them. Mm-hmm. 
And they like woke up the next morning and people who have been reading these stories and writing these stories were all gone. And that is when AO3 became a thing. <laughs> of course it is. It was legitimately like within like a matter of, I want to say like a, mm. even a year, it was like, boom, boom. Like yeah. fanfic yeah. kicked sex off the table. AO3, AO3 popped up. up. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because AO3 is literally everything literally everything it is the dumpster fire mm-hmm. that you can find not i love this dumpster I, fire i love it no a3 it's everything but it's like a i, I feel like the dumpster fire would be wattpad yeah i said i think i think wattpad is the new quizilla oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Which I think is why I have such a soft spot for Wattpad. I like <laughs> Wattpad. And I think See, it's all of it my stuff me. is on AO3. <laughs> now, you want some quality writing? Go to AO3. AO3. That's AO3. why I think maybe AO3 is like the sophisticated dumpster fire. I think it is. I think it's, yeah, it's a sophisticated dumpster The adults fire. who, well, you're either, if you're an adult, you're writing on fanfic.net, most likely <laughs> writing, maybe writing on AO3 because it came out in 2008. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was not at that time writing fanfic in, in, in 2008 i was 16 oh i was i was trying to be cool nope <laughs> i wasn't i was like i'm gonna i literally <laughs> gave myself between the summer of sophomore year and the um fall of junior year i went i i gave myself a makeover montage <laughs> Like I came back the next year and I was like a fashionista. I got oh my, my hair gosh. done. I dressed nope. up every single day in like posh fashion. Nope. At least nope. I thought it was posh fashion. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I I don't know what it was. I was just like, I'm going to be, I like literally cut myself off from like the emo crowd. Was like, I'm not dealing with you anymore. They also had burned me. So like, mm. you know, that, that um, tracks. And so I was just like, I only have real friends now. I'm not going to pretend to be anything else than who I am. And I'm going to, I literally, <laughs> were you a pick me girl? Right. <laughs> I legitimately like, you know, those, those episodes, not episodes, those chapters where they were like, see fit below. And they have like a picture yes. of the girl. Yes. I literally was getting dressed like that every day. So I was not, I was straight. Well, I also went to private school. So I had you know, oh, the same no. thing every day. I didn't have to worry about that. But literally I, from the moment I started reading fan fiction in eighth grade, I was writing Naruto fan fiction. No. Yeah. I wrote all straight my fan up. fiction in middle school. Mm-mm. Straight up all through high school. Yeah. I read fan fiction all through, I wrote fan fiction all through middle school. Mm-hmm. Maybe into ninth grade. But after that, I was just like, I still have my, um, okay, not in here, they're elsewhere, but I still have my binders and my notebook, my spiral notebooks and folders of all of like my fan fiction stuff from high school. I have my character drawing from my, oh, that too. I have my sketchbook. Yep. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Do you want to know how not cool I was? (laughs) I, so my first, the first comfort character I should say you know that trend on TikTok where it's like your first comfort, first comfort character, character meeting yeah. your second who was your first so comfort my character? first comfort character was Kiba and Uzuka from Naruto the one with the dog 
You didn't have he was my favorite. That? Um, not in the same sense as what, like, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm sure there were comfort characters before that. But when I'm thinking like fan fiction comfort characters, it was Kiba. So uh, he was my favorite and I was writing fan fiction, you know, original characters, OCs for this. Are you Googling him? Nope, nope, nope. I'm typing <laughs> something out. Um, and I remember one Halloween, my Halloween costume, I think it was sophomore year of high school. My Halloween costume was the character I created for this one story. I love that for you. <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that was the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I just typed in who my first comfort character was before anime. And, um, I'm yeah. sure if I thought about it hard enough, I could think of, but like, I wasn't really. I was romantically interested. <laughs> oh, oh, if we're, okay. Aladdin. I think for me, it was Aladdin. Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> for me, okay, so first cover character would have been Aladdin. Let's, okay. Tarzan. But it was Tarzan, and then it was a, a toss-up on the day. If it was, well, I guess in middle school, it would have been Kyusuke Yurameshi from mm-hmm. Yu Yu Hakusho. If you haven't mm-hmm. watched it, go watch it. 16 plus. I've re-watched it recently, and I was like, damn. I was watching this yeah. in middle school. Had <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, those moments. <laughs> um, but and then like oh that's a straight lie what am i talking about tuxedo mask like hold on a second i was watching sailor moon at five oh i wasn't allowed to watch anime oh yeah no i distinctly remember in preschool because (gasps) we played me and my best friend in preschool we played sailor moon on the playground oh that's adorable like i have a little stuffed cat um not in here but I have a little stuffed cat that I've had since I was two Luna that uh no she's a white cat her name is Flip um because that was the beanie baby's name right but I've had her since I was two and I would take her to preschool with me and she was my Luna yeah it was the whole thing so yeah tuxedo mask I guess if we're gonna go like that I was obsessed with so the one anime movie that I got to watch in secret (laughs) <laughs> I like went to a friend's house and watched it and I never got I never told my parents because I knew I would have gotten in trouble mm-hmm. uh was spirited away oh. studio Ghibli the yeah. guy who turns into a dragon Haku Haku yeah <laughs> literally obsessed with him it was obsessed with him yeah so I actually didn't watch Spirit. I was late watching spirited away I think that I was, was like my first studio Ghibli I that I watched yeah how's moving castle was mine I watched How's Moving Castle for the first time like last year. So I think so, I was in college when I watched all of these. So, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. So definitely <laughs> some, of my, some of our first, which is interesting yeah. I, in my research that I was doing about all this fan fiction and stuff like this, um, anime and manga had its own fanzines. People would draw that makes sense anime uh-huh manga 
fanfic mm-hmm. of their favorite fans, like their mm-hmm. shows of yeah. what they were reading. And I found that fascinating. And it started in the eighties. And I was like, that what makes an interesting interpretation. Cause I've never thought about drawing a manga about characters that I read mm-hmm. and watch. Mm-hmm. I was like, would have never, I don't know why I never thought of that. Like fan art's one thing. Right. But then like actually draw, instead of writing the fan fiction, you're, you're drawing, you're doing you're a doing graphic novel comic. of the fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. Which I never considered. Uh-uh. Well, I'm not, an, I'm not artistic, so I definitely wouldn't have considered it, but. And then we haven't talked about one of the other big sites. We talked about Wattpad, AO3, mm. fanfic, but there's, there's the one that I never got on. It was too cringy for me. Your you were probably on it. <laughs> you were oh, on you. it. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> I never got on Tumblr. Okay, so here's the thing with me and Tumblr. I had a Tumblr. I never understood Tumblr. That's it. I, I couldn't it. figure it, it over out. My head. And I wanted to understand it because all my friends were on Tumblr and they're like, yeah, it's great. All this great stuff. And like, I still have a Tumblr. I would go on it so often and just look, but I to this day, I do not understand how Tumblr how works. It. Right. And it stresses me out. So I just don't. The way I get my Tumblr posts, my Tumblr is on Pinterest. Is Pinterest. Yeah. 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 So like I had a Tumblr and I posted things. And I remember once one of my friends was like, you should definitely write your this story on Tumblr. And I was like, how? that's great, but I don't know how to do that. And like Back then, for our for our younger listeners, um, <laughs> I didn't have my own laptop until I was in college. Right, same. Like we used the family computer, yep. which you had to take turns on. Like, okay, I had a really, I did have a really, really old, like kids laptop that mm-hmm. couldn't get on the internet. Well, I didn't even like I could that. just use Word, but it was like something that I think someone was getting rid of and I just somehow ended up with it I don't know but it wasn't like a real laptop yeah um but if you wanted to go on the internet you had to go on we either we either did the family computer or my um at my friend's houses and then we found ways to get around the school computer blocks for certain things I don't know if you did this, but I feel like this is hand in hand with fan fiction. Because I feel like without fan fiction, I wouldn't have started doing this. I did it in a notebook Uh and I did it online. You would meet up with your friends Mm -hmm. in a AIM chat. chat, Yeah. And you Uh would RPG. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you would write out. Yep. It was like D&D without (laughs) D&D. Yeah. And so me and my friends would have a notebook at school. And we would write and we would pass it in the halls mm-hmm. and we would write our like lines in it and mm-hmm. our reactions and we pass it to the next person. Pass it. Pass it. <laughs> what was that? I don't even know what accent that was. Um, <laughs> and then we would get online and continue RPGing online. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Like you said, I had a family computer that was in the living room mm-hmm. we had it was like behind the the love seat and it had its own like cabinet it sat mm-hmm. in well we had to unplug the phone right 
yeah. plug in the computer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My first computer was an Apple II mm. and I played Asteroids on it and um, <laughs> Oregon Trail. Yes, Oregon and Trail. It was one one unit. Mm-hmm. Every It was all attached. Mm-hmm. The keyboard, mm-hmm. computer, monitor, everything. Just yep. put the floppy disk in mm-hmm. to play the games. Yep. Um, that was my first yep. computer. I didn't get a laptop until... I want to say high school because I and I I do it it hit me why I stopped writing fan fiction in 10th grade that's because that's when I started writing my first novel yeah that makes sense so I was just like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna write my own work I have a story idea and that's Mm -hmm. when I pushed for my mom I was like mom dad I need my own computer Mm because every time I wanted to write they're like I need to do work I need to check the email I need to do whatever and I'm like and I in I had a school computer, but we didn't get to keep them. It wasn't like something I had access to all the time. Right. And I was just like, I remember like working the entire summer and like asking for like Christmas and like my birthday because they're really close. I was like, can I have a laptop? Mm-hmm. So I can write my own. I literally wanted it so I could <laughs> write my first novel. That was so, like my so in high school. I was in high school, I was also working on like my first yeah novels like working through those ideas and everything so I was doing both I was writing fan fiction but I was also writing my own stuff but my school we didn't have our own computers it was all in the computer lab Mm -hmm. or in the library and um you couldn't I couldn't access all that stuff at home so I had my flash drive that I would like (gasps) um write with word docs Mm um and then I just I had notebooks same and I was just right but but then I was also very shy about the idea of like writing these things so I would get really stressed when other people that weren't my friends would be like what are you writing what are you writing I'd be like nothing 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 what's leave me alone please it's nothing it's fine okay um yeah my first fanfic that I ever wrote I remember this me and my friend wrote it together we created our own characters for you, Hawker Show. Nice. nice. And we, it was called, oh, what was it called? Something Journey. Not Journey to the Past, the, uh-huh. some, oh, I will, I'll find it. I still have it. <laughs> it was one of, it was, um, I want to say probably like 120, you know, one of those books that had like 120 pages, it was a spiral mm-hmm. notebook. And it was handwritten beginning to end I think it was 102 pages long because we numbered all the pages uh-huh. and yeah, the entire you have to number the pages was handwritten and it was in completed yeah. work of mm-hmm. fiction and this was in 2003 mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. it followed our two main characters who found out that they weren't human they were actually um like demi-demons because their dad was considered like a godly demon mm-hmm. like a really like one of the founding demons and we were friends not friends but like we met in high school and discovered that like our dad was the same dad but we weren't so we were like technically half sisters because he was kind of mm-hmm. like Zeus he just kind of like yeah 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 got around <laughs> children everywhere yeah pretty much and yeah. then once we discovered that who our true identities were we were setting out to murder our father because he was a corrupt man (laughs) and as one does does. 
along the way, we met the characters from Yu Hawker Show and they joined <laughs> our team to destroy our father. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Honestly, it was a great, yeah. great yeah. book. Oh, yeah. I still have, um, we never finished it, but a friend of mine and I, we, there was a book. It wasn't a fan fiction. It was just a, I had an idea for a book. She really liked it. And we decided we were going to write it together. We never finished it. But it was because we went off to college and we went to different colleges. But um, yeah, yeah, I remember those. Confessions of a journey, confessions, confessions of something journey. I don't remember, but I do remember <laughs> writing it. Oh my God, I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. I was working on it when I went on a cruise with my cousins. And I was like writing my fanfic on the cruise. <laughs> and my cousins were all like, what are you working on? And I was like, oh, I'm working on this story that I'm writing. And they were like, tell me more and I'm like like, oh, and no. I'm like can I be in the story can I have a demon character and I'm like oh my god oh leave me alone yeah 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 but you know my mom would always come and be like what you doing I'm like homework <laughs> yes what I'm like don't worry about it it's fine right. like that was definitely my like peak fan fiction time yeah now I do I still read fan fiction almost every week almost yeah. every week easily. oh yeah I, I mean last week all I did was read fan fiction yeah I definitely get it hurts so it's one of those things where so sometimes people will be like they'll look at my library and they're like oh wow you have so many books have you read all of them and I'm like <laughs> I haven't even read half of them right um and they're like but you love reading why don't you read that much I'm like I read every single day yeah do I read published works every single day no. no, but do I read at least like 10 books worth of fan fiction a week? Absolutely. Of course, I just sure. can't, you know, that doesn't show on a Goodreads reading challenge. Uh, now, and that ties into something that we want to talk about. Like all this work, uh, to me, if it is online and it is accessible to the entire population, mm-hmm that's published <laughs> yeah absolutely like hundreds of thousands of people can mm-hmm. read through fan fiction mm-hmm. I feel like that's considered published work yeah I also I don't know like so much I feel and, and I read this and it made a really good point a lot of current modern authors read or have written mm-hmm. fan fiction yeah like 90 yeah. percent specifically women uh-huh I don't know what yep. it is it's okay this is it's the more we've done this podcast the more I've learned some things like I've always thought I've known a lot about like the hierarchy and the behind the scenes of literature and writing Mm -hmm. and everything and like I've always known it's been like a man's world because everything is a man's world right yeah but to see how much of reading and writing is fueled solely by women women like yes writers and readers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. So few people realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it's a man's world, but women are the, like, we are the drive. Yeah. (laughs) Behind all of it. And it's like, why, Mm -hmm. uh, like, it's so, I don't want to say it's shocking to me anymore, but it's still like to hear that, you know, five and one writers Mm -hmm. for the original like fandom were women. Yeah, women, where was more women publishers yeah. and women writers for fan fiction than there were men, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I wonder if that stems from women publishing in 
magazines because they couldn't publish a book. That's very possible because it was, it's easier to get that. It was already like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say like pre-designed, but pre-designed that women were like, oh, this is how you get stuff out there if Mm -hmm. you can't get it published. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you get a little fast forward and you're like, okay, I want to write work, but Mm -hmm. it's also like such a great platform for young writers. It really is. And so that's something that I really, whenever people ask about why I love fan fiction so much, I always um, bring this up because I still write fan fiction. Um, I read it and I write it. And do I publish it? No. Mm -hmm. I will, I will tell on myself for this one thing. So (laughs) my last year in Virginia. Oh, the year we met. The year we met. Um, I was very adamant about practicing writing a lot more because I really wanted to work on my stuff. Um, and I was just like, I really want to. And that's what I use fan fiction for is to practice my writing skills. And um, so I actually on fanfiction.net I um, entered because fanfiction.net has you can do challenges and stuff for like yes. people uh, people will host challenges. I entered and I won. Oh, Megan, I did. Yeah, it's so cool. I um, it was a series of different challenges that you had to go through, and each challenge was like they would choose the top one who automatically went, and then there were like the bottom two who had to kind of battle it out. Um, now there were some where I was in the bottom two and I had to battle it out, but yeah, I, what I was, was fanfic? it was a bunch of different ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a bunch of different things and they were a bunch of different writing styles. So like one was, uh, was it like when they did the challenge, like the day challenges where it was like love hurt. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of and I still have them. So like all of the challenges had a theme. So one challenge you had to write a short story that had a twist. There had to be a plot twist and I still have all of these. So it had to be a plot twist and you had to have clues leading up to the plot twist mm-hmm. that when looking back on it, you'd be like, oh, oh, that's a clue. But while reading it, you couldn't. So the one I wrote and I remember it being, it was definitely that last year. Okay. Um, Because Infinity War had come out. So, Right. So mine was, for the plot twist, it was Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Okay. And Venom shows up. Ooh. And he's fighting Venom and is like, this is a villain, but also a hero because Venom was helping, but also not, you know, how Venom. Yeah. And it was like, who is Venom? The plot twist was MJ was Venom. <gasps> nice. <laughs> Nice. So I did that one. Uh, that was one of them. Another one, I wrote a poem because there was one where you had to write three poems. And I did a haiku. They had to be different. Okay. I did a haiku that was a Doctor Who haiku. I did a... <laughs> Sorry, that right. I know. I did a Percy Jackson sonnet. Of course you... A sort of. sonnet for Percy sonnet. Jackson. That's so on point. <laughs> it was... It was... Who was it? It was... Um, leo from the second series anyway and then i did um a spider-man one 
that still breaks my heart just reading it. I'll have to send it to you. It's Spider-Man as he's being dusted. No, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you hate everyone? Because <laughs> I need so it to hold. I'll have to send it to you because it, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it was great. And um, and then I did, there was one challenge where you you got paired up with one of the other competitors. Ooh. And you had to work together to write a story. And the only thing that we had in common was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we did a Willow and Willow and Tara. That was very depressing. Um, yeah, there were, it was great. There were some other ones that I did. Um, but yeah, I ended up ended up winning the entire shebang. Um, and I'm so very cool. proud of that. that. Yeah, you should be. You should be. <laughs> but it was fan fiction. So. And here's, I think so some stuff things, I have published, some stuff I don't. One of the things that I think this episode boils down to mm. when we preface at the beginning of this is fan fiction important? Very yes. important. Very important. Has it been happening for literally decades? Yes. Centuries. Centuries. Of Thousands time. of years. Yeah. It's yeah. been around. Oh yeah. And it's such a great platform for current mm-hmm. writers, young mm-hmm. writers, old writers, anybody mm-hmm. who's looking to find their comfort space yeah absolutely you can find and, and like here's my thing is I have read some fan fiction that has been better than, than the actual that I have on my, yeah yeah oh a thousand percent yeah so these people who it's not their job mm-hmm. who love the series are writing a mm-hmm. hundred thousand yeah. words yeah stories a fan fiction Mm-hmm. That's a novel. That's a thick novel. It is. And sometimes even more than that. And it's like, you can't discredit somebody's work like that. You these, really can't. Like these people have come up. Yeah, they didn't create a character, but half the time, half the characters out there have already been created. Mm-hmm. Just using the mold mm-hmm. and putting our own twist on it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I like to talk about when people ask me about it is, it's so much easier, at least for me, and I don't know how it is for you. Um, it's so much easier to play around with a writing style and play around with a trope style or just character development to see what you want to do and to practice if the world is already created. Right. Because you're not having, especially for the types of things we like to write. Like we yeah. are very much fantasy people. If you didn't already know that, where have you been? Um, <laughs> we are very much fantasy people. So writing, trying to practice these things while also having, getting bogged down in the details of world building yeah. can be so stressful. And then, so if I want to practice something, I pop over, okay, Draco, let's go. Um, we're gonna- <laughs> work in the harry potter universe for a bit you know like it's just so much because easier until you have founded your writing Mm -hmm. style and your world that you want to create within Mm -hmm. creating within it's your own it's a sandbox you're playing in a sandbox that's already been built for you until Mm -hmm. you can build your own sandbox yeah absolutely and i'm not saying every fanfic writer is going to become an author that's not mm-hmm. necessary you can just enjoy yeah writing these stories about these characters that mm-hmm. you love mm-hmm. and for me it was a great time where I 
wrote and expressed myself and discovered that I love mm-hmm. writing until I was able to create my own stories. Yes. Now I solely work on my own writing. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I stop reading fan fiction? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> now, I think one of the things that you and I differ on is you read basically solely fan fiction. Like just fan fiction. I read just fiction. Like Wattpad. Like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't read Wattpad original stories. Oh, I read so many no. original stories. If, on if any I, of them. If I read, if I'm reading something online, if it's not like a book on my shelves or on my Kindle or something, it is fan fiction. So have you- I haven't gone? ventured out into the original stories thing yet. There's so many good original stories. I love original stories on Wattpad, AO3, fanfic, whichever one. Mm. I, I will do all three. Mm. Have you ever gone to the mythology tab on fanfiction.net? No. <laughs> do I need to? There is one specifically for like Greek and Roman mythology where people write fanfictions about Greek and Roman mythology. How have you never read these? I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, I just never. It's too. It's. You're trying I don't to, know. You're scratching a specific itch. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it no, is. I if that. I go to one of those sites, I'm like, I need this particular hyper And you go right to here. the one that you know that's going to get you the best options. Yes. So like for fanfiction.net, I usually, because I, I have the app for fanfiction.net. Fanfiction.net, I usually use for Harry Potter. Older older Stuff. things because I know <laughs> what I like over there and sometimes I reread things from that that I have oh same um for AO3 that's what I've been focusing on the most recently that's but that's because newer. it's very yeah for the newer stuff the newer um, writers right when I'm looking for very specific tags I go to AO3 when I I use AO3 for new interests mm-hmm. so all of my Akatar fan fiction I've been reading yeah is on see AO3. I need to get into the Akatar <gasps> fan fiction I know I read I've only modern, read that one I read a modern Akatar it was good they were in college Ooh. okay okay and yeah, she so works at the art gallery of course she does it's so, of it's course she so does. cute see, I just remember you text I think sometimes I just forget that because when I was in school when I was little and reading fan fiction for the first time it was mostly Harry Potter and Naruto so like it was very specific things yeah and and Zutara oh of Zutara. course Zutara it was very you to, specific you go to fanfiction.net for Zutara for right? Zutara yeah you do not go to AO3 no. for Zutara no, you don't go to AO3 <laughs> for Zutara you go to fanfiction.net for yes. Zutara yes so it was very specific things that I would search for that I always forget that I can go anything that I've read or seen I can get fanfiction for yeah and of I just, for some reason, I keep forgetting that. So there was one time you texted me and you're like, I've solved our problems for A Court of Silver Flames. I've discovered fan fiction for it. And it's like, and I was like, yes. oh, the we Nesta created Cassian. our own, yeah, we created our own fan fiction on this show. On the episode, yeah. But I never, for some reason, and I've read the Reese's Point of View of oh, A that Court of so Silver It's so good. Um, but I... I just never, I, it was like a light bulb. I was like, oh my gosh, that exists. There are fan fictions out there that totally exist that would help us get through yes. our disappointment with Silver Flames. Silver Flames. And before you you Silver Flames stands come at us, go and listen to our last ep- our episode, our DNF episode, which we're going to rehash it out and talk about it all over again in a yeah. later season. 
we don't hate silver flames we just don't like how it was done yes like and and i think that's one of the things i love about fan fiction is mm -hmm. if you feel lacking or disappointed by something then there's fan fiction for it because the thing is is when you can fix it in that episode is we don't take anything out of the story Mm -mm. everything in the story stays you you retell it in a different way retold it the characters are still bitches Mm -hmm. aka Mm -hmm. nesta but i love her i I love her so much yeah she and i are too similar for my own life (laughs) as much as i want to be a favorite i'm a fucking nesta let's be real like i want to be a favorite but like the only thing i have in common is i know how to use a paintbrush (laughs) oh But like, <laughs> homie over here is going to be a passive aggressive bitch with her glass of wine, reading her <laughs> smutty book. That's me. Yep. Yep. So yep. no, I'm like, we don't change any of the characters, none of mm-hmm. the plot. We just nope. rewrite it and retell it in a better order. Better way. Yes. We yes. love Silver Flames. It's just Mass I- made it wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then different. Anyway, we're not going to go back into that rabbit hole. No, um, we'll, we'll, we'll fall down no. so far. <laughs> we'll do that in another season. We are going to do a season. Yes. Um, um, we're, we'll, 